Hello everyone, welcome to the Self Love Society. This is the podcast for people who are on the journey of self-discovery, wellness, with a dash of foolishness sprinkled on top. This is a safe place to learn, laugh, and discover your own individual path. Let's start the show. Hey guys, this is I, aka Ink Care of the Love Guru. And this is Tony Gillen, uh, licensed professional counselor. <laughs> How are you doing? Welcome back to another episode of the Self Love Society. We hope you guys are having a phenomenal self care Sunday today. Yes. And that you guys are doing what is best for you. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know if anyone else is having the same problem that I've been having with the episodes on uh, Apple or Spotify. If you all are having any issues getting ac- access to those episodes, Please let us know. Please. I know that I'm struggling with getting them, and I'm recording this show. Yes. Um, so I don't know what's happening with my phone, but maybe I need to call Apple about it. But yeah, so, maybe I'm not the only one. So please let us know. Um, you can find us on uh, Self Love Society 13 on Instagram and Facebook and communicate any of that with us. Or you can find uh, Tony if you want to reach Tony at Gillen service. What is it? Gillen therapy. Uh, Gillen therapy. Gillen therapy on Instagram. On Instagram and um, on Facebook. And on Francis Fa- uh, Tony Dion. Um, I have not had my. Um, I have don't have my Gillen therapy gr- uh, page on Facebook just yet. I'm still working on that, but. You can reach me on Instagram yes. and Facebook. And on for me, for Instagram or Facebook, you can reach me at Confessions of Cy, C-Y. Um, and on that's on Instagram or Facebook. Um, so let's start the show like we always do. How you doing, T? Whew, oh, that yawn. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am, you know what? How am I doing? Tony, how you doing? How um, are you doing? Mm, I'm doing okay. I think that I am managing pretty well. I try to, you know, I have these moments where things happen in my life and I am forced to return to my mantra um, that I can only worry about the things that I have control over and the things that I don't. I have to allow them to just be what they are and let other people deal with those things. And that really helps me a lot. Because I definitely, if I didn't have that mantra, if I didn't have that mindset at this place in my life, I will be going crazy with For all real. the stuff that's happening in my life. Um, I will say some successes. Yeah. Um, I had my first client hey, with my business. Congratulations. Um, yes. It was very exciting. Yeah. Um, and, man, like, I've, you know, never, <clears throat> never thought about being a business owner. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to do something with a business and then a person pays me for it and it's my business, it's yeah. just like, wow. Yep. Like, okay, I did some, I did something out of my own. Someone bought into it. They paid me for it and that was it. And it was just like weird. Like I even went into it in a different mindset. Like, okay, yeah. I had this nervousness at first with, okay, this person is paying for my services. I got to make sure that it's perfect. It's worth it. Yeah. I can't, I can't play around with their money, but I'm not, I'm not going to play around anyway, but I had to, I had to remember that this person is pay, is paying for not only my time, but my level of expertise. Yes. And my, my, um, my effect. Yep. And then my influence. And then also you have to understand that 
people pay you for that anyway. Yeah. In your other walks of life, like mm-hmm. when we have um, interactions in our businesses, I mean, in our quote unquote nine to fives or whatnot, it's the same energy. It's the mm-hmm. same expertise. It's the same thing. You're just packaged with this um, wrapper of a bit of, of a corporation. You know what I mean? Yeah. The corporation yeah. is just people are coming to you based off of the marketing of that corporation, but you're still the same person. Mm -hmm. You're still the same licensed professional. And the fact that you did that on your own and it's working out for you is dope. That's dope, dope. Yeah, it was great. It was amazing to do that, and I can't wait to continue. And I had some other people reach out to me for services, and so I am hoping to kind of get a caseload going. Yay. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about it. I, and I, honestly, I haven't even really advertised it. Uh-huh. Because I'm just, I'm not, my schedule is so cool. all over the place. With just not only my job that I, I have, but my, my, as a parent. Yes. You know, I always have my kids. I don't always, but I have them a lot of times. And so trying to maneuver a, a work schedule around them is tough. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out times where I know that I'll be by myself. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going on with me. How about yourself? How have you been doing? I am doing um, absolutely um, amazing, actually. And I say that. Uh, <laughs> so amazing. I, I say that and you think immediately like, wow, everything's going great. No. Mm. My mindset is just shifted. My perspective has just shifted. Okay. I've learned how to float. Float. Float on, float on. Yes. I've learned how to mentally float through this um, new territory that we're in. You know, like, I'm in a different space of life. I'm, a lot of what I am doing nowadays are is just not... Um, a whole lot that I know about. Everything is kind of new, you know what I mean? So for me, I'm just kind of floating. I'm just kind of being in the present and being grateful for the experiences that I'm experiencing right now. Whether good, bad, or different, just whatever is coming, dealing with it in the present instead of worrying so much about what could happen, what would happen, and all of that. So I'm in a, I'm feeling great because I finally learned how to float. You know, like typically I would be freaking the fuck out by now. Like, oh my God, what is, oh, something's going to go wrong because this is just not how it's normally looking. And I don't really have a lot of that anymore. You know what I mean? I still don't know what's going on, but I've, I've learned to, um, yeah, I learned to, um, I learned to, that's okay. I learned to just float and chill and relax. Float and chill. So, that's how I'm doing. That's I'm, good. I'm that's good to hear. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. You know, it that can be very tough, like, you know, we were saying before. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like something you got to constantly remind yourself. Because, like, you can, you'll think that everything is okay and something else will just throw you off. Yeah. I know, like, with me, where I... I feel like once I get 
a stride going, yeah. something just comes out of nowhere and it just knocks me down. Yeah. And I have to kind of go through the process all over again. Okay, talk about it. Let's process it. Let's see, how do you feel right now? What's going on? What's happening? How are you feel interior? You know, yeah. in, internally, how are you feeling externally? Okay, what do you have control mm -hmm. over? What do you not have control over? Yeah. All right, now let's just focus on those things. And it takes me, it takes me a moment to kind of stand back up, but um, it works out. Yeah. I will say it's annoying too, though. It is. It's annoying when like you're going, you're going, you're going straight and you're going smooth. Everything's going smoothly, and then something just throws you off, and but you, you got to deal with that. But again. you know what uh, I think of when things like that happen? My granny used to tell me all the time, um, "Stop rushing, stop speeding," because sometimes certain things are happening, and stop complaining about traffic because sometimes certain things are happening. For the divine or God is ha ha allowing these things to happen to you to slow you down, to prevent you from being in something. That I you literally was just thinking about that yeah. same example. So it's like it's like when these things happen and you get frustrated and you're like, man, I was in a stride. I always look at, I try to shift my perspective and be like, okay, well maybe it's I'm being slowed down. Maybe because, I needed to, maybe I needed to take a break at that moment. Yes, because there's something that I'm supposed to meet up with, and it's not gonna. If I keep going at the speed that I'm going, I'm gonna miss it, or it's gonna miss me. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't, I don't, I don't worry about it. Then also, I try to latch on to the concept that everything that is meant for me is for me, and then no matter what, nothing, no matter what happens, no, nothing can. God. Oh, I love that song. I love that song. I know without a doubt. Uh oh, here we go. That he will bring me out. Uh oh. But God has for me. It is for me. I love that song. Pastor Flexer played around. We take big deals. Yes, yeah, for real, for real. Even hundreds. You can sell into our ministry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like for real, I just look at it like I try not. To, I try to shift my focus and I try to shift my understanding because whatever is whatever God has for me and whatever God has designed for me, it doesn't matter what anybody on the outside is trying to throw salt on the game or hate or stumbling blocks in the way. It's not whatever they do is still not going to stop. Mm. what is meant for me. You know what I mean? Yep. So I don't even sweat it. I don't even stress over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You can't really. You can't. You gotta, you gotta keep going because there's always gonna be something going on in life that just gonna throw you off. Yeah. Um, and you just have to stand back up. It's okay to not be knocked down. It's yes. okay to fall. It's okay to be bruised and to be hurt. And that's fine. Take your time to, to, to get yourself together, to process how you feel, and let's, stand, let's work on standing back up and getting back in the game. Yes. You know, so. Um, Re so Recap. So recap, last week we talked about, um, so the journal prompt. Um, yes, we talked about our alma mater. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And the oh, journal. oh yeah. yeah, Rockwood Center. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, the Rockwood School District in yes. general. I don't know what's happened since then. Um, I haven't been able to keep my ears to the ground on that. Um, I know that there has been big uh, movements when it comes to C, um, CRT, critical race theory. There's been a couple of states that have passed laws to ban critical race theory teaching. Did they do that in Georgia? 
I think it was in Tennessee was Tennessee. one of them. Let me look it up. No, let, no, me, no, let me no, not get it. Sorry, y'all, my dog. <laughs> get your butt over here. There you go. Sit down. Okay, let me look it up. Critical race theory. Yeah, I know there were some states that, and I don't even really understand the, is it, is it basically, it sounds like it's, it's simply teaching, well, not simply, but it sounds like it's teaching children about um, social justice in a way. Yeah, so That's what it sounds like. It's that, and it's also teaching, like, cause and effect, you know what I mean? Like, having people understanding, understand how racism can affect certain things and how they have played a role in certain Basically, how racism played a role in why people are the way that they are and why certain demographics are the way that they are. Basically, giving oh. a full understanding. That's essentially what we used to do in social justice training. Yeah. And for, when I was in the Parkway School District, Parkway School District, mm -hmm. uh, shout out to my mentor, Dr. Charlotte EJ, friend of the podcast. Friend of the she podcast. Would, she used to, uh, her and her staff used to run the social justice trainings in the Parkway School District. Well, we would spend two days. The workshops were two days apiece, and we would sit with different staffs of school, different schools, uh, where we would talk about the role of racism in this country. Uh, and we talked about the, the table of racism, and there were two legs on each, you know, two legs on each side, and two legs belonged to white people, and the other two legs belonged to people of color. Mm. And those legs together hold up what we ideal is, you know, what we call racism. And those two legs that white people own are white supremacy mm. and white privilege. Mm. And then the the leg the legs that people of color hold up are internalized racism and targeting. Oh wow! And they work together to hold up racism. Yeah. And we talked about how those things affect us in our day to day lives. Yeah. And we break each group up. So doing those trainings, we would break the groups up so you have all the white people in this group, all the people of color in this group, and we will do our own individual work and then come together at the end. That's so nice. And it sounds like something like that. Yeah. And so I don't understand, and I, I will say this, in those trainings, sometimes it was hard for people to understand yeah. that they had privilege or that there was, you yeah. know, that they, it's hard for them to see racism. Because it's probably so easy for them to ignore because they don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and I, it's it's hard. And so I can only imagine what kids might feel. Yeah. And you probably have those parents who haven't even so, gotten to the place of accepting it. So most of these, most of the frustration is actually not coming from children at all. This is more coming from parents because from the parents. because it hasn't even been introduced to most children at this point. It's uh -huh. a lot of pushback from the parents. So there's three states that have already banned uh, really? critical race theory. It's been banned in Idaho, Oklahoma, Idaho. and Tennessee. It's in the process of being banned in South Dakota, um, Iowa, or um, Idaho Ari got their own issues. Yeah, <laughs> Arizona, Texas, Louisiana, Florida, North Carolina, West Virginia, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of people that are going on. Um, uh, I just don't. I just. I just don't understand. And somebody made a good point, and they was like, if our if our kids are old enough to experience racism, then every kid is old enough to understand about it. I'm sorry. Oh, you good? He I, he just eating his bones. I just oh. moved my foot. 
It's a she. Don't do her like that. I don't know. Look, I'm so sick of dogs. I know dogs she black, life. but don't be. Uh, I am tired of dogs. <laughs> I am dogged out. I've been having dogs my whole life. And I am now at the place where I. Your boys ain't even real good and old yet. Wait till they Max? get a, No, your boys. Wait till they get a little bit older and they be like, Daddy, I want no, another dog. They gonna get a dog <laughs> on their own. I'm not taking care of no more dogs. After Lax, do I like told Lax, Lax, <laughs> you, you gonna are tell. the last one. You better ride this one out because that's it. That's it. Why you gonna take your dog You last in the Look, weekend? Somebody was like, and I, to all my dog lovers out there, please don't take this. Don't be so sensitive on this because I love my dogs too. I've always loved my dogs. And so just don't take this too serious, Okay. <laughs> I am so like somebody asked me, you're gonna be really hurt when Lax passes away. And I was like, you know what? Not really. <laughs> Hate you. I'm not saying I want him to, but I don't believe that it's going to tear me up like everybody thinks it's going to. <laughs> I could be totally wrong. I don't believe it. I think that when I, somebody asked me, what would you do if you came and found that he passed away? I would put him in this kennel. Hopefully he passes away in this kennel. And I would politely pick that kennel up, take it to the front door, call Humane Society to come dispose of his body. Oh, relax. And that would be the end of it. That would be the end of my dog days. You guys, Tony has a wonderful little chocolate pug. He's not chocolate, he's black. Black pug. El Negra. And I have a (laughs) brindle. Yeah, she's got. No, a brindle is her color. Oh. I have a brindle. French bulldog. Her name is Lady. Mm-hmm. Lady. So there's Lady and Lex. Mm-hmm. Nope. One day we have to get them together for no. a, a photo op. Not at all. I don't even care. No. No. That's two dogs. That's the same. First of all, Lex don't even play with other dogs. She don't play with other dogs. Lex cannot hear. He's deaf, and he can partially. He's partially blind, and so that makes it very hard for him to get around. Um, so now I have to keep him with a leash now because he literally could be standing next to me and be lost. Mm-hmm. And he won't hear me because I can't call him. Uh-huh. And if I touch him, he like jumps because he didn't see me. Uh-huh. And so it's it's tough. I took him walking one day. We went for, The last time we went for a walk, this was probably last year. Mm-hmm. We went for a walk. And I took him and we went walked around this lake that's on our property. I don't know what he saw or what he thought he saw. But he went took he took off running towards the lake. And, like, there was, like, these rocks around the lake, too. And so he, like, took off and went airborne over these rocks towards the lake. Luckily, I had the leash on him. Or he would have been done. I'm like, what did you see? What literally did you see? You saw something that made you just dart towards the lake. Maybe he wanted to be over. I'm like, wow. Maybe that. Wow. I didn't think about that. It's kind of dark. It's very dark. Maybe he thought that was his moment to just get out of here. Wow. I didn't even think about that. But yes, he'll be 14 this year. That's a long life. I hope my dog lives long like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hope so too. Yeah. But yeah, I'm at the phase of my life. I think because I have kids also. I don't have children, so this is my baby. So yeah, for me, it's just like, it's just another thing to to deal with (laughs) on top of my children. And so it's just like, look, luckily he doesn't require much maintenance. But he still is an added, like, say, for instance, I, I want to go out of town next week. Mm-hmm. Um, or I want to go out of town soon. But I got to find not only a babysitter, 
Yes. For my children. I have to find someone a to watch them. Sitter. But now I got to figure out where my dog's going to go for a day and a half. Yeah. And I literally just thought of you in that moment. I was going to say to T.T. Cherie. Wow. Okay. What are you talking about? Okay. Well, shoot. You the volunteered yourself. <laughs> he says record it. Yeah, it's recording. This is on tape. It's on film. Lax can come over here. He'll have a good time with his little cousin. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I have a bed. I have a bed for him put away, so he, that way he can be away from her when he over <laughs> he over her doing the most. All right, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> I look forward to you telling me the stories of what happened. <laughs> That's going. He, that, he hasn't been really around any other dogs in years. That should be interesting. Yeah, like when I when I take him outside now to use the bathroom, if there's another dog out there, he literally acts like he doesn't see that dog, <laughs> and he might literally not see the dog. But he, he wants no part of other animals. He's just like, okay, let's get back in the house. <laughs> All right, that was cool. Back yeah. to my cage. <laughs> yeah, back to my cage. Or is it time to eat? Nope. All right, back in my cage. <laughs> That's pretty much it. But yeah, critical race theory. Yeah, so there's, like, we had that whole situation with critical race theory last week, and then we had the affirmations. I will reach back to help. Okay. I am going to do my part in, in change, and I will identify and check my privilege. So for me, the identifying and check my privilege was a big one for me last week because I feel that oh, it's, that yeah, I'm sorry. I feel that it is important to make sure, I'm sorry y'all if y'all hear random noises, my dog has her bone. Um, I feel that it's important, especially in my opinion for black people, to recognize and identify our privilege. Mm -hmm. A lot of us feel like that we don't have any because there's so many things that we don't have. But you would be surprised that there are a lot of things that we do have privilege in that we could be just as bad as the things that we're talking about that we don't like, you know what I mean? Mm. So um, making sure that we're checking our privilege and that we are using our privilege to speak on things that may need to be spoken on. A good example of that was Last week, there was an announcement of um, um, uh, McDonald's going on a strike. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a back and forth on T's I'm just page. laughing because I literally <laughs> I just, posted that the other day. And there's this long I stayed battle. out of it. I was like, look, I do not even care enough about this conversation. I said, I looked just at strike, it. And I just saw, don't break the picket line, you know, I if just, they go on strike. I looked at it. Because I posted it first, I think T posted it for me, and then for some reason, they chose violence on T's page, and I was yeah, just like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't, I'm not getting it, I'm just not, but I think that a lot of times, because we don't, you know, some of us, we don't work for fast food, so we don't realize that us not working for fast food is a privilege. Having PTO is a privilege. Mm. Making a living wage is a privilege. Yeah, you know what I mean? And benefits. And benefits and things like so that. You got to take care of yourself. And so when people are deciding that they're going to stand up and make a difference for themselves, a lot of us in our privilege, we say things that are very insensitive in yeah. some ways or another and very inconsiderate of another person's perspective. But yet and still, we want people to take sympathy in our plight. And I feel that that whole mantra of I will identify and check my privilege is so important when it comes to that. Because 
while okay, some of y'all might like McDonald's. I don't eat at McDonald's, so it don't matter to me. I don't but um, I do some, got sweet tea though. Yeah, somebody, some of y'all might like McDonald's, and you want to go to McDonald's, but like making a stand and saying, okay, I'm gonna stand with these people who are trying to do something to to make their lives um, functionable for them, and I'm not gonna eat here for this X amount of time. I I mean. Why not use your privilege to do that? Why not use your privilege to choose a different restaurant during this time? Like, I just feel like there's so many ways when you really open your eyes to look for it, mm -hmm. that you will see a lot of privilege that you have and that you can utilize to make a difference in this world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, we all have privileges in different areas. We yes. talk about like, even in the social justice training that we did, we talked about isms. Yeah. How we all have privileges in certain areas. We have, yeah. you have man privilege. Mm -hmm. You know, you have woman privilege mm -hmm. at times. You know, we talk about white women compared to women of color. Mm -hmm. You have race, you know, racism. You have classism, sexism, ableism. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I forgot the one for religion, but like. Parentism. parentism. Y'all know y'all about to get a check every month. Y'all. Yeah, all y'all yeah, parents out here in the world. That's only if you claim your children <laughs> on your taxes. Y'all about to get a monthly check from July to to uh, December. Yeah, must be <laughs> nice, guys. <laughs> we'll talk about that on the, uh, the, on the podcast episode. of co-parenting and divorce and relationships. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk about that at another point. But yeah, <laughs> I won't be partaking in that at all. So I'm not even going to get excited about that. Privilege. But good job for you all. But that's a privilege. You know, there's mother privilege in, okay. in this uh this There's world. a difference between mother and father privilege. Oh, man, we went on a rabbit hole. Listen, we ain't going to do it. <laughs> we ain't going to do it, but there is. Not today. We got We, we got not going to choose violence today. Yeah, we're not going to choose violence today. we just going <laughs> to skip on past that hole, going to pull on ourselves on out. All right. I'm, I'm near the top. Let me go ahead and grab myself back up. I slipped. I, I messed up for a minute, but I'm back. That's right. Um, but that's how yeah, you have that. I mean, you think about, like, even the the holidays, Mm. They're all Christian based. Yes. So what if you don't celebrate? Like you know, your job, your yeah. job pays you on these Christian holidays. Yeah. What if you're not Christian? Yeah. So you have you have Christian privilege. And so mm -hmm. it's so many privileges out it's there. It's so many privileges, especially don't even get me started. Being black and subscribing to modern day religion, that's a privilege because you don't have to explain your spirituality. There's so many privileges. If you're black and you're not Baptist or something like that, for real. It's like, wait a minute. Black Catholic. What's wrong with you? Yeah. They, they look at you like something is wrong. So you don't believe in Jesus. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> like, would you relax? Why so hostile? Yeah, it's crazy because I do a podcast on um, Sundays don't be with people. a couple of my friends who are actually all over the world. Um, my friend Leah's in England right now. And I have some that oh. are, you know, they're all over the world. Oh. And we do a podcast about... Um, it, the name of the podcast is called The One Rule Church, and it talks about how we all have different walks, spiritual spiritual walks, mm. but the only rule is love. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, and it doesn't matter what we're doing differently as long mm. as we love and respect one another. So um, we talk about that quite a bit on that podcast also, um, the difference of um, and how the stigma of not being um, – regular in your spirituality and when you're black 
and how that's a whole thing. So, you know. But, yeah, you know, that's all kinds of privileges. So that's my understanding with that particular yeah. affirmation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. What so, about okay. you? So the affirmation that stuck with me, um, I think it's the part where, you know, we talked about I am going to do my part in change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we all have a role. And I try my best not to get sucked into what other people think that I should be doing. Facts. You know, because everybody, I was reading something, or not reading, I was listening to somebody talking, they were talking like how we all have a role. We have, you have the people who are the fighters, the mm-hmm. the ones who, who push and, you know, who fight for change. And you have the people who strategize. do things behind, they strategize. Mm-hmm. They do the small things that they can do to further the movement. And to feed the movement. Yeah, and so I feel like, you know, a lot of times people, you know, they see, especially for me. They see a black man. They see a, a black man who's educated, who is a father, and they feel like I'm supposed to be this huge warrior, disciplinarian warrior, fighter, leader of the people. And I'm just like, I'm not that person. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do what I feel like I can do, like as a therapist and <laughs> as a father. But I'm not, res- I don't feel like, okay. I, just, I don't want this to sound terrible. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that because that's me all day long. Yeah. Yeah, it's not me. Not going to be able I, to do I, I feel, it. I feel like people, um, and it kind of goes back to my mantra of, you know, I can only do what I can do. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people think, okay, I want to go out here and I'm going to try to make everybody change. I'm going to make everybody, I'm trying to bring all these, you know, people of color together, black people together to make this change and I'm just like I don't that's not my fight that's not my fight if 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 we all come together that's great mm-hmm. but my job is to handle the people that I have the, the yes. influence over at the moment yes like, and as it grows and yeah but at the moment I got influence over especially my children my children I feel like are my greatest legacy it is and they are the thing they are the people that are going to really directly be influenced by my presence. And that's and that's so important. Like, if people will understand that if you focus on yourself and your yeah. family, that's enough to change the world. That's if enough. everybody focused on themselves and their children, their family, you would single-handedly change the world. Think of think about it. If Michael all Jackson white people, wasn't talking crazy. Think of all I'm, white people. And I'm not saying all white people are bad. I'm just saying, think of every white person in the world taught their children about social justice and dismantling the system that we call racism. It would be dismantled. It would be done in one generation. It would. One generation. That's what I'm saying. But everybody is focused on everyone else instead of focus on yourself. Go within. Focus on who you are, what you're doing, what you focus on your part. You focus on your part then you would realize that the whole has changed because you were focusing on your part. My favorite quote, my girl, uh, Demo Warrior Princess brings it Demo. Yes. She always says, Demo. <laughs> if I am minding my business. Uh-oh. Why is that And like? you are minding your business. I mean, if I am minding my business. Well, and you like are minding of. my business. Who is minding your business? Oh, let me say it again. If, if I'm minding if, my business and you are minding my business, who is minding your business? Yes. Oh. 
That's not like something Tabitha Brown would say. <laughs> it's something good. Say, have you a great day. And if you can't have a good day, don't, don't go mess up. That's right. Don't you yeah. go messing up nobody else's, you hit. Right. And that's and that's for real. It's like focus on yourself. People be so helping on. I have to change. You don't. That's not your job. Everyone mm-hmm. has free will and the free right to choose. Let them choose what is best for them. Mm. If you would focus on your choice and making the best choice for you, then you would be surprised how much of an example you would be to others by handling your own business. Yep. That is absolutely true. Um, so, I like to get to the journal prompt. Yes. And our journal prompt was, what are you doing to recharge your mental batteries? Um, so, I'll start with that one. For me, I definitely, like I keep up my mantra. Mm-hmm. But I also try my best to find ways to relax. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, we on the same way like this time. You know, it's funny. Relaxing is different. Like, because sometimes I can work and relax. Like, I do, like, so I, I do Grubhub on the side sometimes. And that's relaxing for me because I get the chance to just drive around. Even though I'm working, per se, it's relaxing because I'm by myself. I'm just driving from, it's mindless work. And I get a chance to sit and just kind of listen to music and just vibe, mm-hmm. like, just vibe out while I'm doing this. You know, some, I recently got into watching uh, the X-Men the cartoon from when we were kids. Oh, I never watched the cartoon when we were kids. Oh, that was my joint. Yes. I love the theme song. But when the TV show would come on, I didn't really understand what was happening. So I just was like, ah, I don't want to watch this. But I recently, I know it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. And they have all the seasons. So I plan, I've been watching every episode for the last few days. So that's been really relaxing for me. And I'm planning to go out of town. I'm going to Chicago for a day, for a day and a half. So I'm trying to figure out what I can do while I'm there. I definitely plan on getting me a nice hotel because it's only for a night. Yes. And then finding some fun stuff to do and getting some rest. Yes. You know, just away. Yes, yes, yes. Me, rest is important. Yes. I have been doing good about doing that resting in that nature as well as the other thing that I implemented to recharge my mental batteries um, was um, implementing my journal, not my journal, but my schedule again. Okay. Okay. So, you know, like back in the day when we used to have like first period and second period and all the way to eighth period and all those things. And we used to write down on our schedule what was due and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You know, back in the... Back in those days, um, it's been a long time since I've really incorporated, like, an, a schedule, really scheduling my life out. Um, I feel that this has helped me recharge myself because it helped me to be able to physically look at the load that I put on myself day in and day out. Um, not putting too much pressure on myself about things, about getting everything done in one day. And I feel like that helps me not deplete my batteries immediately uh-huh. on Monday. And then that way, when I get to Thursday, I'm just dragging. Yes. You know what I mean? So um, it helped me spread things out. And it also helped me to balance certain things. Not doing too much of one thing on one day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I do quite a few podcasts. And, um, you know, I also have business, other business things that I do. So I try to spread things out instead of trying to do everything on one day. Mm-hmm. And then er- other things are just falling by the wayside because I'm trying to complete this mountain of work on this one particular day. And then everything like mountain. so. Yeah. So I feel that 
implementing this scheduling technique for myself mm. has been more uh, beneficial to me mm. and more helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that's great. Uh, I, I think doing, kind of getting back to the basics of getting some order in your life, it's good practice. Yes. Because um, I definitely could use that in my life. Um, I live, I basically live based off a calendar. Yeah. If it's on, if it's not on my calendar, I have no idea it exists. <laughs> like if you tell me something's happening what? on this day, please <laughs> share your calendar with me so that I know because I don't know if you don't have it on my calendar. <laughs> Literally. He said I will plan something else. I will plan something else. I will go to sleep. I will sleep in. I will do something totally and, different, and, and you'll be like, "Didn't I tell you this?" Look. And that's another thing. Let's sit right here. Oh, she farted on us. Oh. And that's another thing. You smell it. <laughs> I smell something, but I was like, eh, I don't know. You'll see. And so that's another thing, like just planning um, your schedule out and making sure that you do what is best for you ultimately at mm. the end of the day. Yeah. So um, today's topic. Today's topic. Crabs in a bucket. Bucket. Where did, you, where did you come up with that from? So, what, crabs in the bucket, bucket? Well, I know where the saying comes from, but, like, what prompted you to... So, what prompted me to this whole notion of crabs in the bucket, and um, I don't know if you guys know what that is. So, like, um, there's this saying or this... Um, I don't know if this is a... Is this a black thing? I don't know. I don't know where the, state, know where this, the, the listen, phrase originated from. Let us know in the comments if this is just a black thing, because we don't know. But in black culture, it might be in all culture, but in black culture, there's this concept of crabs in a bucket. Like, if you ever watch crabs going in a bucket, they are um, climbing. They're, they're, they try their best to climb out of the bucket. And just as one crab um, climbs on top of the others to get to the top, the other crabs will pull that crab down to make sure that it doesn't get, uh -huh. to, go get to the top. Because it's trying to get to the top. Mm -hmm. So that's the concept of crabs in the bucket. What do you think? Put. What do you think? Um, I think that I first heard crabs in the bucket probably when I was in college, like undergrad. And I can remember kind of wondering, like, okay, what does that mean? Like, okay, crabs in a bucket. You know, we have all these crabs in a bucket. As one crab is trying to escape, the other crabs are pulling it back. And I try to, I try to relate that to society. Um, I definitely feel like I see that in, in as I'm speaking from the uh, black culture standpoint. I feel like when, when it comes to like our leadership, like people that rise to leadership in, in our culture, you, have, you always have somebody who is wanting to destroy them. Or pull them down, or to remind people of the things they did wrong. Mm -hmm. um, I oftentimes think, like you think of people like Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, um, Tupac. You know, people who were great leaders of their time. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, over time, had they been able to live a long life, what would be their story now? Like. People revere Martin Luther King and, and Malcolm X and Tupac as like these people who are amazing, and they and they they put them on shirts. They they quote. They have all these quotations. Their their time their their contributions to the world have been timeless contributions. 
But I wonder, had they lived a full life, what would be the narrative about them? Like, that's something that I wonder sometimes. Um, and so, and I, I feel like because of that crabs in a bucket mentality, would that have desecrated their names in a way? Yeah, I feel like a lot, we deal with that often. You know, it's real big in St. Louis. Uh, you know really? what I mean? I think it is. Okay. Like, just the whole notion of someone trying to be successful, even whether it's, like, a, a leader or just a regular person, mm -hmm. someone being successful, someone, like, you say, okay, we'll just take you, for example, T. You started your own business. You started your home, your own thing. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I think that people have a hard time saying, that's great. I'm so proud of you. I want you to succeed yeah. without being backhanded about it. You know what I mean? People right. are kind of looking at, okay, how can I stop him? Because I don't want him to get there before me. And I don't understand what that is. I'm sure it's common in most, but I see it a lot in St. Louis. I think it's pride. I definitely it's just think pride it has pride. And ego. Yeah. And it's, it's this mindset that you cannot be better than me. I yeah. have to be better than you. But if people just understood that everybody's got their own thing, you can have 50. Go to the grocery store. There are 50 different brands of bread. Yeah. Just you hum don't have to. Humility is not something that yeah. is, is deemed. It seems like in our society, humility is something that's not deemed necessary. Yeah. You know, it's like if I come in and I say, man, I love what you're doing. Like for me personally, I'm a humble person. And I'll come in and I see somebody doing something amazing. I'm like, man, how do you do that? Tell me how yes. you do that. And people are like, really? I think, I think people also look at humility as weakness, too. And that's yes. another problem. They call, it, you, what, they call it dick riding. Yeah, and it's like, it's not weakness. Like, I, I remember I used to see a meme on Facebook all the time. I don't know who made it or whatever. But it would say something along the, the, the fact of um, the very people you need to learn from, you spend time hating on. You know what I mean? Yeah. The person that the person that can teach you how to do the thing that you're trying to do, you spend your whole energy, your efforts, and everything hating on that person or um, talking crap about that person instead of learning from them. There's yeah. so much that you can learn from people. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you can learn a lot just by putting yourself in a situation to receive the information. Yeah. And to humble yourself enough to ask for the information. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But people are so... People are so, I think people are, are are brainwashed in their mind to think one of two things. I have to do it on my own, or if I ask, that person won't tell me. Yeah, I can't make that person seem like they're, yeah. they have control over me or that they know more than me. Because then now, if they know more than me or they have more access to things than me or they no, have more, more knowledge respected. than me, then it's like, oh, that means that I'm, they sunning me. Like, oh, I'm not, they disrespecting me. Yeah. You know, I feel like that comes from a, uh, um, a kind of a, not prehistoric, but an early man theory. It's so you know, we talk stupid, about, We're talking about, like, the alpha male. Yeah, but it's um, so. Not in the way that, you know, they've been yeah. talking about society nowadays with, you know, Kevin Samuels and uh. all the people. When I talk about alpha male, like, in terms of the man that had everything was the most desirable. Yeah. And the man who didn't have as much or wasn't as strong or wasn't as smart, mm -hmm. they were deemed as lesser lesser tier. So they didn't get the top of the they didn't get the the top of the the litter when it for yeah. lack of a better term when it came to women. Yeah. And their ability to progress their seed. And so I think that comes from that 
time period mm -hmm. where we had to be bet we had to be the best. It was yeah. highly competitive because your I, your life and your lineage your lineage depended on your competitiveness. That's true, but I honestly feel like if we would just humble ourselves in a lot of ways, you go a lot further with the help of others. There's so much. For me personally, I feel like I've gotten where I've gotten in life because I have no problem listening to my elders, listening to people who have done it before me, understanding how they did it. It's a cheat code. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to take the cheat code. Wisdom is a cheat code. Me listening to another person and their experience of how they did it, what they learned from it, and me not having to walk through that to get that information is a cheat code. Yeah. Why would I not want to receive that cheat code for pride? What? Who is it? Who am I giving this? What is this pride doing for me? I think sometimes it's insecurities. But it sucks. It's it's it's, it's not it's not it's you grow up you grow, it's people that grow up feeling like they're less than. Yeah. And so they spend their life trying to make sure that people re recognize them and know they matter. Yeah. And so when it comes to people who have a lot of knowledge. Mm -hmm. You can't allow that person to make you feel less than because you had to fight that feeling your whole life. Right. And so now you you can't take you can't take advice. You can't take um, critique or yeah. direction. You yeah. can't be the one that's not in control. That's true. Because it reminds you of that feeling you had when you didn't have, when people didn't feel like you had the knowledge you needed. Mm -hmm. You know, or you maybe you were called dumb all your life or stupid or. Anything, you know, you have a lot of insecurities. And so to combat that, you got to act like you know it all. You got to yeah. act like you're the best, you know, which doesn't help. It no. actually hurts you in the long run. It really does. So I want to shift and ask you um, a question. What's up? Do you think that this ever plays a, a part in, um, I don't know how to frame this question well, but um, do you think people who feel like that they may have more to offer, may not offer all that they can because they're afraid of this concept of crab in the bucket type mentality. You mean like people not doing everything they can because they're afraid people are going to try to bring them down? Yes. Like, say, for instance, you have the ability, like, we'll just keep using you as an example because okay. it's easy. That's fine. You have this ability to uh, create and cultivate this therapeutic service for yourself. But you know that if you go out and put your all into it and make this wonderful thing, people are going to hate on you. So you don't do it because you don't feel like dealing with the drama of everything. Do you think that that ever happens with people? Uh, I think that happens with people who are const who are concentrating on pleasing people. Yeah. I think when you are wanting everyone to love you mm -hmm. and to appreciate you, you c it can be hard to step out there and try new things because you're always cognizant of the way people perceive you. Yeah. And so sometimes that can be that can create that can make you a prisoner of of expectations. Not expect not so much expectations. Limitations. But it could be limitations. It could be just the opinions of other people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can be a prisoner of that yeah. to where you can't even move without someone saying, okay, that's a good job. Do that. Mm -hmm. or, okay, do that. Oh, that's great. Do that. If somebody says, oh, I don't mess with that. Now you're in a fetal position in your room. Like, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. So I think you have to not, you have to first be confident in, you, in yourself mm -hmm. and understand that you do care. We're, we're human. We care about what other people think about us. Yeah. No you matter know, how much okay you think you don't. Because there was I a time where we needed, we needed to pe we needed people to be on our side for survival. Yeah. And so it's not, it's our natural inclination 
to care what other people think about us. Yeah. The trick is to care what people think about you that actually care about you. Yeah. The people that don't matter, that don't have any effect on you in your life, don't worry about whether they care about you or whether they what they think about you. Think about the people who love you, your parents, mm-hmm. your siblings, your best friends, your whatever. People who mind don't matter and the people who matter don't mind. There you go. I feel like that was something Coach G said. <laughs> I don't know. Shout out to Coach G. Shout out to Coach G, what friend was, of the podcast. What was his name? What was the, the, the um, all the rules? What are they called? Come on, uh, come on, uh, humble and victory, graces and defeat. No, 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 no. Like all of his little rules. There were so many of them. I don't know. I don't remember those. It's like a book full of rules that he made for life. Yeah, I have no idea. But I'm Coach pretty sure they were very, very, uh, he still Very has them. Yeah. Yeah, I still laugh because Coach G was my dad's football coach when they were younger. So funny to me. I'm like, my dad was, I don't, I'm like, how old are you, Coach? My <laughs> That's dad, one thing. I really do not know how old Coach G I is. Didn't, I didn't know. I thought it he was young. No and then he told me, he coached my dad in high school. I was like, what? Wait a minute. How old are you? That's crazy. But, but yeah, you know, I, I think that, um, I think that can happen to some people who are very, like I said, insecure, yeah. who are not confident in who they are and yeah. really care what other people think about them. What mm-hmm. do you think? I think that it happens a lot of times. Really? Especially when you when it comes to, um, um, I think I've experienced it before. Okay. I think it happens a lot for people who, for especially black kids who go through, you're the first one in your family to be educated and then you got that whole thing when you come back to your family and you're uh-huh. like, Oh, I want to do this, and they're looking at you like, hmm. "Why do you feel that you can do this?" You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's like a whole new world type situation. Like people who don't understand the vantage point that you're coming from may necessarily put a lot of fear or um, unnecessary um, energy on you that you don't particularly want. And so you go through this situation to where you're like, do I even want to do this? Do yeah. I even want to? Do I even want to display? Do I even want to have this conversation with you about everything that I want to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or do I want to hide it in a corner? Yeah. And work on it for a very long time, and only present it to you when I'm ready. Right. You know what I mean? Do you think that people who grow up in environments where they are very, are supported, do you feel like that sets them up for failure in life? Support. Yeah. What do you mean? So, okay. I don't people, people who grow up having access to support from like family and friends, do you feel like that sets them up for failure when it comes to the real world? I feel like it only sets you up for failure if you're not, if your support does not include um, proper discipline. Okay. Help me explain that more. So, I can support you, but I have to be realistic with you. So, if I support you making decisions, and you make a decision that you want to kill babies, oh, wow. then that I have to be realistic with you and say, um, that's not what we're going to be doing here, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't be doing that, and we're going to figure out why you felt like that was a good choice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some people confuse support with, um, they, um, um. What's the word? Like, just going along with everything a person says. Just because you, somebody supports you does not mean that they have to go along with everything that you're saying. 
You know what I mean? You can, you can support a person and not agree with everything that they're saying. You can support a person and have a difference of opinion in the things that they're saying. You can do all of that. So I just think that you can, if you're supporting a person and in your support of that person, you are being honest about um, your opinion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, when it's asked upon, then absolutely, I think support is good for a person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel a lot of times people uh, people are able to flourish more and do more because they feel supported in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that makes sense. I, what I about you? I think that I think that when I don't think support itself is detrimental for someone, but I think when when people are when people support. You know, say for instance, you grow up and you're in support in a supportive environment. I think that it only handicaps you when it's not you're not taught about the realism of the world. Yeah. The world. I think that when people support you and they never teach you about okay, other people are not going to always support you. People are not going to always like yes. you. Yes. It's testing all the failure because now, oh, I grew up in a supportive environment, so people must be supportive people. Yeah. And so I go out into the world thinking that everybody's going to support me, and then they don't. And now I'm torn up because I've never not been supported. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know how rare that could be, but I feel like it's, feel like it's that possible happens. that can happen. I feel like that and happens so a lot. so I just wonder, like, how do you combat that? You know, how do you support your children but not enable them? I feel like the best way to support a child and not enable it, label them is to not shield them from reality. Mm. Okay. I feel like yeah, a lot yeah. of people, it goes into that whole supporting situation. They feel like, oh, well, I'm supporting my baby. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And it's like, you can support a child and still tell them, show them. Let's go back to the Lion King. You know what I mean? Simba was like, oh, I just can't wait to be king. He was out of, he was out of pocket. You know what I mean? Daddy's still alive. And daddy was supporting him. But okay. daddy would tell him, listen. You can do whatever you want. You can be, you can dream big, but over there, you can't go over there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you have to, you have to expose um, the realities to certain things. And people are afraid that these kids are, oh, well, I don't want to expose them to this because then if you don't, then the world will. Right. And when the world does it, the world's going to do it with a heavy ass hand. Mm-hmm. You can do it no with remorse, a nurturing hand. No, no care, no nothing. Yeah, you can do it with a nurturing hand. I'm not saying that you should have to expose your child to everything at two and three years old, but I'm saying when you are when you are bringing lessons to your child, yeah. bring a rounded lesson to mm -hmm. your child. We're going to talk more about that next yeah, week. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just was just thinking of that, you know. I thought I was pretty cool of a, kind, of a question because, you know, Something I thought of. Yes. But yeah, so well. Well. Are you ready for our affirmation? Affirmation. We'll do affirmation first or during Yeah, the we can do affirmation okay. first. Okay. So today's affirmations are as follows. Oh, let me try to get my computer together. You ready? Let me get my computer together. <laughs> All right, ready. I will do my very best always. I will do my very best, always. I will do my very best, always. Second affirmation is, I am entitled to strive for my happiness. 
I am entitled to strive for my happiness. I am entitled to strive for my happiness. And the last affirmation for this week is, I celebrate all who are striving for their best. I celebrate all who are striving for their best. I celebrate all who are striving for their best. I love it. Those are the affirmations for this week. Yay. And so, my journal prompt for this week in light of our message today. Um, so, in your journal this week, I want you to write and talk about a time where you lifted someone up. Where you took someone who maybe was in a, a worse or more worse place than you were. And you lifted them up and helped them to realize their full potential. You helped them to see the error of maybe their ways. Or maybe you did something in terms of just lifting them up to be just have more confidence in who they are. Um, but needless, but, but either, way, either one, take a moment to write about that time where you felt you lifted someone up. I like that. I like that, guys. Well, that's it. That's all, folks. Yeah. So, um, you definitely look for us on Apple, um, on Amazon Spotify, Music. and Amazon Music. Definitely uh, look on Amazon Music. <laughs> uh, to the Self Love Society. Uh, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to. I'll say this with with uh, Gillen Therapeutic Services, my counseling practice. Um, it's only virtual at this moment. I'm really hoping that in the future I can do home. Yeah. Uh, I would love to be able to just, instead of having in my own office spot sometimes, I would love to be able to just go into people's homes and, and provide therapy in that way. I think that that is awesome, and I think that that gives a different level of comfort that a lot of therapists yeah. don't think And you about. get to see someone in their own area, element. in their own element, and mm -hmm. you can get a better understanding of who they are. Yeah. And I feel like you can do, you can influence a better change when, you're working in the dwelling that they have because yeah. they spend a lot of time there. Yeah, because it's just like work. When you go to work, you put on a different facade to step into work. But when you're at home, all of your ba all of your boundaries, all of your um, your um, what are they called? Um, all of your walls are up. What's yeah, yeah. Walls, okay. But like you your boundaries. Put, yeah, like but you put on like this. This facade facade or you put on this okay this is i can't do this here you know what i mean i feel yeah. like a lot of people go into counseling with that oh i'm in counseling so i can't be too open yeah you know what i mean but when you're in your home you're going to be comfortable because you're in your home that's true absolutely okay guys we love you we'll see you guys next sunday all right see you all and have a great sunday bye bye, -bye.